Hi everybody and welcome to this week's Bradcracker webinar where we are joined, really excited, to be joined by Global Consultancy Atkins. Atkins is a leading consultancy with over 80 years of, ex of experience in design, engineering and project management. They have been advertising on their opportunities on Gradcracker now for over 15 years. And we, me and Jeff, have had the pleasure of being invited to their offices in Birmingham, Manchester and London. So right now on Gradcracker, they've got a huge range of opportunities available for you, our STEM students, to apply to. So these cover degree apprenticeships, internships, placements, graduate opportunities, um, all, of it, all available for you to apply to on the Gradcracker Hub. And we'll be hearing all about the graduates' journeys so far today as part of the um, Gradcracker webinar. So first up, we're joined by Masood, who's the Early Careers Recruitment Specialist. So Masood, thank you very much for joining us today. Can you give everybody a bit of an overview about you and your role at Atkins? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I, I work in the early careers team uh, at Atkins. Um, I look after the graduate placement and apprentice intakes for our transportation division, which is one of our, our largest UK businesses. Um, I've been here about two years, um, just just over two years, um, and I work across sort of various businesses, but my main focus is, is transportation. Perfect. And this is going to give us a bit of an insight into the application process, hints and tips on what you should expect um, when you do apply to their opportunities. So, Masood, sticking with you, 60 seconds, describe Atkins. <laughs> Time's yeah, on, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so quite varied at Atkins. Um, in a nutshell, we're a global engineering design and project management consultancy. Um, so to explain what that means, we help clients plan, design and deliver major projects um, while offering full project lifecycle support. Uh, our UK business is made up of five sort of sector focused businesses. Um, so there's the transportation, which, which I just mentioned, which is one of our largest businesses and it's um, some of our major clients there in Network Rail and Highways England. We also have what we call our ADS&T business, which is aerospace, defence, security and technology. Um, and they work on sort of UK defence and security projects, nuclear and power, which is small modular reactors and obviously the nuclear industry, uh, Faithful and Gould, which is our, our surveying business, and then finally our infrastructure business as well. So those are the five key sort of core divisions within the Atkins business. Within those businesses, there are a huge number of, sort of teams and, and sub teams who work on a million and one things. So you could really end up doing anything here. It always blows my mind, doesn't it, Jess? Our mind, should I say, about the different projects that students can work on when they join Atkins and just how big you are as an employer and the amazing opportunities and, and projects that you get involved in. And um, so thank you, Masood. So as I mentioned um, at the beginning of the webinar, they've got a lot of opportunities that are currently open on Gradcracker. So just to give you those figures, they've got 22 degree apprenticeships, all with a deadline of the 20th of February. And those are all to start in September. They've got 19 placements or internships, all with a deadline of the 5th of Feb. Um, so obviously that's going to be in the next couple of days. So if you are watching this webinar, make sure you get your applications into those opportunities. Um, so a bit of a mix there when it comes to your placements and internships. So there are some summer advertised on Gradcracker and there are some year-long placements as well. Um, so the summer placements have a July start and the year-long placements have got a September start. And finally... 19 graduate opportunities and um, all accepting lots and lots of students per opportunity and um, all with a deadline of the 1st of July. So you've got a little bit longer to get your applications in for those and um, accepting all STEM students and they have a September start date. So just to throw a lot at you there, but there is so, so much to apply for um, and so many brilliant opportunities. So, Masood, I've told the students about um, when these roles are due to start, when they're due to close. Tell me a little bit more what's on offer to them. Sorry, I, I didn't quite catch the last bit there. Just about the opportunities that are on offer. So, is there any Yeah, sure. So, um, there's a huge, huge number of roles, as, as Carla mentioned, um, across graduates' placements, which some companies might call inter internships, but we call, call them placements, um, and then apprenticeships as well. So when Carla mentions that there's sort of 19 placement opportunities, that's 19 types of placement. So in total, we're recruiting around 600 plus graduates this year and, and 250 placements. So there's, there's plenty of roles within different teams. It did go live a while ago. Um, so in September, October is when we went live with those, those particular 
roles. Um, so there have been quite a few offers already, but there's still hundreds of opportunities on our website um, and, and on the Grad Cracker Hub that you can look at. Um, so there's a, there's a huge amount depending on what your degree background is and what you're interested in and where you want to go with your career. But I'd also mention there's lots of opportunities once you're here as well. So there's temporary secondments to work on projects. There's a lot of internal moves, so people often join in one team and end up having a career in something completely different. So there's a huge amount of opportunity there that you can have a look through, and, and um, I'm sure there's something for everyone out there. Yeah, definitely something for everybody. And I think that's a really good point, Masood, as well. So one opportunity can mean, one opportunity to advertise on Gradcracker can mean multiple opportunities at Atkins. So really good yeah. point there, Masood. Um, and what I'd also like to do is speak to the, the students on this webinar all about the future of Atkins as well. I mean, you've got some really, really exciting plans um, in the future that I want to talk to the, the students about now. And you might be able to see from the Atkins people's backgrounds, there's a little bit of a rebrand going on there called Atkins Realis. Um, so you've heard it here first. This is going to launch on Gradcracker in the next couple of weeks. We're really, really excited to um, change their hub, all new content, all new branding. Um, but Masood, tell us a little bit more about what that actually means um, for you as a company. Uh, yeah, sure. So Atkins is, is quite well known in the UK, um, sort of founded in, in the 1930s. Um, so we've been part of a larger international group for about six or seven years now, which is called SNC Lavalan. Um, we've recently rebranded globally under one banner, which is Atkins Realis, and the purpose is to bring all the brands across the world that fall under the SNC banner into one, one, one business with one name. So Atkins obviously comes from the UK long-standing business um, and the Realis is a reference to Montreal where our parent company is headquartered. So essentially we've combined those two into a new name and a new brand which we're, we're going to be using moving forward. So we're still exactly the same company uh, just with a, a new name and, and a new brand altogether. Yeah, new logo, looking lovely. I like your background. Um, and I think from a student's point of view as well, it will just mean more opportunities, more global opportunities and um, that you can get involved in when you if when you if you want to join Atkins and um, so thank you Masood we're going to join you again towards the end of the webinar just to talk about the recruitment process hints and tips etc etc and um, but for now I'm going to hand over to Jessica and speak to the grads who all found their jobs on Gradcracker. Yay, perfect. Thank you, Carla. And thank you uh, for both of you for doing that perfect intro. So um, Freya, Hannah and Enzo, um, first, I want to start with uh, where did you go to university and what did you study? So Freya, I'll come to you first. That's OK. Yeah. So I went to university, uh, the University of Portsmouth, and I studied psychology as my degree. Perfect. And Hannah? Uh, so I went to Lancaster University. Um, I studied natural sciences, which means I studied chemistry, biology and environmental science. Perfect. And Enzo? To the University of Brighton, where I studied civil engineering. Brilliant. So as you can see, you know, from the audience perspective, three completely different um, kind of disciplines there now, you know, coming into your kind of graduate worlds now. And this is why I, I get so excited to hear about your journeys, because sometimes, you know, when I'm speaking to graduates like yourself, they say, God, what I was studying versus what I'm doing now is just completely different. So I'm really looking forward to hearing about your stories. So Freya, I'm going to stick with you first because you're at the top of my list. Um, could you tell me a bit about um, when you joined Atkins and a bit about your current role. Yeah, so um, when you join Atkins, you're very supported. Um, you can ask lots of questions to your team and they'll help train you. Um, my current role, I work in human factors. I'm a human factors graduate consultant, which is for those that you don't know, in very simple terms, it combines psychology, anthropometrics and ergonomics uh, in the, into a way that optimizes systems for our clients, um, heavily focused on human machine teaming, um, safety, uh, cyber, and uh, minimizing cognitive load and human error as well. Amazing. Wow. So, yeah, I oh, know. Where'd you start with that? Um, <laughs> this is very... So it involves a lot of things. <laughs> very broad. So go back to the beginning then. So... <laughs> You're in your final year at university, you're looking on grad cracker, why yeah. Atkins? Why Atkins? I'd say the work culture is is, is very friendly. The support yeah. that you get, I think, is very hard to find elsewhere. Um, say, for example, day-to-day, -day, 
if I run into a problem or if I don't understand something, I can just message my um, colleague on Teams and say, can I have a quick phone call? Can you explain this further? I'm really struggling. Or, or I have a, even down to the small things like, oh, I have an error on my timesheet. Can you help me? Or I don't know how to do this in this part um, of the function. They'll be able to help. So do, was working for a large organisation such as that Akins an appeal to you? Because sometimes people can feel a bit nervous about applying to large organisations, but was that an attraction to you? Um, it wasn't an attraction for me um, okay. because everything's very established and it has, um, at the start when you join, it has quite a good uh, like networking opportunities. For example, I went to Bristol for a whole week and met everybody um, in okay, ads &T, yeah. which is my acronym, and you can... Um, network and get to know people from other streams as well yeah um so it's it's you feel really welcome and you develop a network of people who I still know now um which is quite a nice welcome to a company mm. when you just start off especially if you haven't worked in a office environment before I think it can be quite intimidating so yeah. having that when you start I think really helps to embed you into the company and yeah, settle you in nicely. So tell um, us a bit more about your current role then. So in terms of the size of the team that you work in, your kind of day to day, what does that look like, Freya? Okay, so my team is about 19 people, um, but it's growing okay. quite rapidly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and my day to day can be very varied. Um, <laughs> so it depends on the project that you're that you're working on. Um, so currently my day-to-day -day involves a lot of research, lots of psychological research, lots of strategy and planning, um, lots of client calls, lots yeah. of Excel, <laughs> yeah. and uh, um, uh, analyzing. And in the future, uh, it'll be lots of qualitative and quantitative data analysis and running um, workshops and focus groups. Um, so it can be very varied. Um, yeah. It sounds it already, you know, from <laughs> when you first mentioned about your role. So, um, Brave, going back a sec, so, you know, you only started uh, Atkins in September. Yeah. So only a couple of months, really, you know, obviously more than a couple of months, but not long you've been uh, with the organisation. It sounds as though you're doing a lot already. You know, you're saying you've yeah. got a client call, <laughs> you know, you're doing a lot. It sounds as though you've, you've had a lot of experience already. What's it been like? And, again, for someone who's, you know, maybe a year behind you, think, Thinking about applying to Atkins, it sounds as though you've been doing a lot. So yeah, yeah break that down a little bit for, for the audience. Yeah. So when I first started, I think I was about five five days in when I got my first part time on a on a project. Okay. Um, human factors is quite in high demand. Um, so you're never going to be short of a project. Yeah. Um, if you if you finish one and you have a particular interest, you can demonstrate that to your line manager, and they can try and find a project in that interest and and grow you that way mm -hmm. um but it, it can be a seen as a steep learning curve um you know if you're in, in university and you've got a project in five days but you are very supported and you're given materials which help you train you also have a thing um called personal development time which is about half a day that you get um you can spread across your whole week or you can use it in one lot and you can um train that way as well so I like to research into ergonomics um, and, and train in that area because I didn't have ergonomics or anthropometrics in my degree um, right, psychology okay. I'm more comfortable with but ergonomics and anthropometrics I'm still learning yeah um, but we do have experts in that field in our team so I just go to them and I'll ask them and they'll explain yeah. <laughs> in a very clear way I'll think that it's you know I'll be there and thinking oh my god how do I do this but they'll explain it'll be very clear and you can just use that you've got that support already oh, from yeah. day one yeah. sorry I, I was going to ask what anthropometric means <laughs> so basically it. <laughs> it's anthropometrics and, and ergonomics is um essentially the design of uh say for example you've got like a, a chair in a certain machine or or levers or so it's making things accessible and easily usable for the okay. user but also in a way say if you've got um a control panel for for instance and it's it's full of buttons and and full of colors and full of um systems and you'll get overloaded cognitively and struggle mm -hmm. to function so it's it's a way of mapping that so that the cognitive load is less for the user so that they can use it very easily um yeah. wow <laughs> 
Great. Absolutely going off topic slightly. <laughs> um, would you say the cognitive load is changing for your clients in terms of, you know, like in age, you know, experiences, say things like COVID, has that, you know, affected people and their cognitive load? I Both don't I don't <laughs> I don't know too much about covid but uh, cognitive load can vary depending on the on the on the, on the system that you're using uh-huh. age age can be a factor research um has yeah. has shown that um but I haven't come across uh that so far no. <laughs> interesting thanks I've done my hundred I'm going and I'll say, I warned you all I'll go after you know, <laughs> but Freya that was absolutely fantastic intro sorry again I've, I've gone off slightly but um absolutely brilliant intro there so Hannah I'm going to come to you kind of the same questions not about cognitive load though um a bit more about uh, what your current role is like at Atkins and, and what you've been up to again since September yes so um yeah I joined in September so I've been here Uh, five months or so. Um, So my title is Graduate Waste Engineer. Um, I'm working in the nuclear and power business. And then under that, I work in the decommissioning and waste services team. Um, So it's very varied. Again, um, it's so where I'm based in Cumbria, it's a lot of work with Sellafield. um, So the nuclear site, so it's kind of dealing with waste that's there and doing this in a safe way for the people, doing in a safe way for the environment. Um, so there's there's a lot of different directions you can go in. Um, so yeah, I've I've kind of taken that uh, and and kind of used it. So I've done work on different subject areas. I'm not entirely sure I, what I want to go into yet. So I've um, just been trying different things out. Um, I, I think I'd totally agree with Freya. I mean, everyone was so lovely when I joined. Uh, really, really helpful, and also the development, the training is really there. You can, you can kind of do that at the beginning, but also like each year you have an opportunity to decide what training you want to do. So to further your career, it's really good as well. And um, Hannah, for you to go back a step again, you know why Atkins? Why did you, you know, feel as though Atkins was going to be the right kind of graduate career for you? Uh, so I think with Atkins, what, what was a bit different is that they. They didn't really focus on what you studied at university. Mm. It was kind of just, you know, STEM degree, but it's, I think it's very varied people. They don't specifically say you have to have a certain degree. And I think that brings in just so many different people, which helps so much with projects. It makes it so much more, you know, successful, I think. And I think that's what I quite liked, especially because in my degree, I did multiple subjects. So for me, it was really good to know that that, um, flexibility would be there still once I started working and kind of coming to the role that you've got now which is sound as though it is uh, again quite broad you know you can get involved in lots of different things are you doing things now that you didn't expect to be doing uh, a year or so ago yeah uh, definitely um I've, I've done some things that have related back to uh like chemistry and things that I've done before but um I've been involved in things to do with the commercial side of the company with the financial side which has been amazing it was something I never thought that I would be able to learn about um it's it's really varied and I think if you if you kind of put yourself out there the opportunities are just endless really yeah you just need to put yourself out there. I think that's that's the key thing to yeah. encourage all students to do. Um, uh, and Hannah, to go back to kind of your day-to-day then. So you are in the lovely De- Lake District and um, your day-to-day, what's the team like? Um, is there lots of you or is it quite a small team? So the team is about 80 people. Um, it's yeah. grown a lot in the past few years. It's grown quite rapidly. Um, but there, there's a lot of people um, seconded. So that means that they kind of work at client sites or work at client offices. So the office is sometimes busy, it's sometimes quiet. Um, there's there's lots of variation. Um, and uh, I haven't yet, but I will be going onto site as well. So you also have that opportunity to kind of see things in motion and see what's happening, which is uh, really cool as well. Yeah, I always think it's a huge benefit, isn't it? Actually seeing it, uh, yeah. you know, the thing that you're working on, the team that you're working with. And do you have like a hybrid approach then, Hannah? Can you work uh, from the office as well as working from home? Yes, yeah, so it's one day working from home uh, and then four days in the office or on the client site. 
Fantastic. Perfect. Um, again, fantastic intro. So thank you so much, Hannah, for that. And Enzo, um, all the questions above, start at the top, you know, why Atkins, what's your role like at the moment? And yeah, I'll hand over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I, I know I can't see any of you, but I'd love to thank everyone who's taken time out of their day to attend these these meetings. Um, and hopefully you'll, you'll gain something from it. But um, my role is a graduate geotechnical engineer uh, within the Atkins Bristol office. So our team, uh, my direct team day to day is about 30, 35 people. But in at once, it will probably be closer to 10, 15. Uh, we've got a good rotation of people that are in the office, working from home or just out and about on sites, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, I've forgotten the questions now. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault, really. To be honest, I did just kind of chuck that out. So, yeah, starting from scratch then. So, why Atkins? Uh, I would say Atkins for you and doing the discipline that you'd done was maybe more of an obvious employer, would you say? You know, you, you did mention before this call um, that, you know, you had that kind of expectation of Atkins and what they did. Um, so, yeah, why Atkins for you, starting there? So, um, yeah, that... Uh... Atkins was uh, a company that I always kind of had roughly in my horizon because mm -hmm. if um, if you study civil engineering, and I hope we've got some civil engineers with us today, uh, you will most likely have heard of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that was always in my horizon. And uh, in terms of reading the offers that they were offering, I think they seemed to be the most kind of flexible um, company that was very much willing to teach you what you actually needed to learn. Uh, I'd gotten rejected quite a few times before for not having the exact specific degree that was um, that was demanded. Whereas um, here, it does seem like you get a lot more time to learn exactly what you like. Um, also, that's not a thing that gets discussed very often, but it's also very important. Um, it was the salary that was very competitive. It was definitely the highest offer that I received. Um, so that definitely plays a part into it. Um, but yeah. Enzo, you've made some really good points there already. And mm. I think, you know, being honest is 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 absolutely crucial in this game because I think sometimes, you know, when our when students are applying, you know, they're putting so much pressure on themselves and it's you've got to boil it back down, haven't you? Think, what do you want? What's going to be the right opportunity for you? So it's so brilliant to hear that yes, she did have some rejections and yes, it didn't work out, but ultimately Atkins eventually was the right employer for you and yes yeah, salary we all go to work every day to earn a salary so yeah really really good to hear that you know really good salary bands from from Atkins as well so in terms of kind of your day-to-day -day then so tell us a bit more about your current role um, and what you've been up to so far because again it was September you started as well wasn't it so I, I started at the same time as uh, Freya and Hannah which was last September so I've only been here for a few months but my day-to-day -day has been really interesting, really busy, full of learning, full of uh, discovering a lot of new stuff. Um, as a geotechnical engineer, you do a lot of civil engineering, but you also have to lean a lot on the geology side of things, which I personally hadn't studied much. So it was all a little bit foreign to me. Um, so in terms of day-to-day -day projects, a lot of it has been uh, helping small time commitments for various small projects in terms of uh, collecting data, uh, writing reports, uh, usually for government agencies, um, and trying to understand um, data that's been gathered on site or that's been available already, understanding ground conditions, understanding what's what makes up our site and what factors we need to consider uh, prior to construction. Um, yeah, I think that sums it up. So you mentioned, and Freya, you're kind of slightly similar as well. So when there's an area that, you know, you're not that confident confident in, how do you go about finding um, the time? Is it similar to Freya in terms of you've got that kind of half a day to work on that particular topic, um, or is it slightly different for you? For me, it's been structured a little bit more differently. I think it was, uh, in my particular team, was accepted that the first few months, most of it was going to be me just trying to tag along and learn as much as I could. So I didn't have specifically structured kind of, you've got this amount of time to spend learning. It was more um, just trying to learn where I could. I didn't have any yeah, specific structure to it, but just everything was seen as learning at the beginning because, um, you know, the stuff you learn in university is very good. It's very useful. It gives you a very good 
base for what you're going to learn if you do something that's relevant. But there will always be special things, specialties that you need to learn relevant to what you actually have to do day to day. Yeah. And, and again, I think sometimes, you know, students are in the final year or, you know, looking for a placement opportunity, they put this added pressure on themselves that they're expected to know everything. So this is why these Definitely. webinars are so good to hear from you guys saying, yes, I've done my degree and yes, I'm now in a graduate role, but I still don't know everything. And this opportunity is actually going to help me to learn more that I need to learn um, to develop my career. So really, really good points there. So Freya, I'm going to come back to you if that's okay. Um, I know there's, um, for, for all of you, there might be certain projects that you know you've done and been involved in. But what's been your kind of favorite project that you've worked got involved in so far that's kind of really stood out for you? Again, I know it's you know super early. It's only been since September since you've been there. But yeah, what what what's been your favorite project so far? So I've worked on. I've I've been lucky enough to work on a variety of projects. Um, I've experienced um, quite a variety so far, which is quite nice. But my favorite is my current project. Okay. Um, so it focuses on cybersecurity and heavily focuses on psychology. Um, so social, behavioral. Um, cultural psychology and um, mixing that into the project. I can't go into too much detail um, because I am in within ads and and resilience. Um, but yeah, I, I, re I really like the project. I, I really like um, the research and finding out new things that I couldn't find, didn't know about before. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to research into cybersecurity and elements like that during my degree. So it's nice to further my learning. Um, yeah, really like it. So, Freya, again, without going into detail, um, would you say the reason why you like it so much then is because it's just something new, or is there another reason to why you like it so much? I think it's um, it's it's a mixture, really. It's uh, something new, but also it's quite varied. Um, okay. You'll get to it, you'll get to research and learn things uh, such as like stakeholder engagement or communication planning and strategy and implementing that and and um, learning how to do stakeholder maps and, and things like that for this for this current project which is uh, quite a nice bit of new experience and this particular kind of project then does that mean that then you're exposed and working with completely different clients different team members are you in a different office location or not so um, I'm I'm working with uh, slightly different team members um, to projects before. Um, I'm still in the same office, um, so I'm in Aldershot at the moment. Um, and it's working with a new client. I haven't worked with this client before. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in terms of kind of coming off your last project to coming on to this one, what was that transition? So, for again, if any students are thinking about applying to Watkins and how they kind of carve their own career, how did you do okay. that? How did you decide what project you were going to go on to next? So, um, when I started, because I wasn't familiar with ergonomics and anthropometrics, um, thought it would be best if I had some experience in there so that I can start start learning, especially at the, at the start, um, because, you know, it's fairly it's at a fairly slower pace because you're learning more um and then i wanted to get familiar with the unfamiliar territories of my job first so that when i join a project like psychology i wouldn't um like a psychology project I, I wouldn't have to worry about entering into the to the new areas of my role at a later stage so that's an interesting way of doing it you know mm, yeah <laughs> It's that you're not so confident in first because personally I would run away from that. I'll stick to what I know first <laughs> and then worry about that later. But that's quite a really good way of doing it. So again, any of the audience listening, sometimes it's quite good to just bite the bullet, put yourself in that situation with you being new anyway. Mm. Um so yeah, really, really interesting. So thank you so much, Bray. I'm conscious that I, I want to ask loads more questions. <laughs> but I know you're gonna tell me no. So um, <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for that. Really, really interesting. Again knowing that you work in, um, on a topic like that, I've never expected you to say it. So really, really good there. And Hannah, going to come to you, similar kind of question, favourite project or something that stood out to you um, that you've worked on so far? Yeah, so um, quite similar, actually. I've, I've been able to work on uh, quite a lot of varied things. Um, nothing has been remotely similar to anything else, which is quite nice. Um, and yeah, again, I won't go into too much detail because I can't, but... Um, 
So my, my favorite project is the one I'm working on right now. Um, so it's characterization, um, which means that it's taking samples from a nucleus site um, and then uh, sending the samples off, having them analyzed for different radionuclides that are present, um, and then kind of taking that analysis and deciding on the best way to dispose of the nuclear waste and, and everything safely. Um, so it's quite chemistry-based, uh, which is quite nice, but there's also so much in it that I haven't done before. It's new and I'm learning a lot. Um, and I actually um, got on this project because I, I spoke to my line manager about wanting to do some chemistry and see if that was kind of the direction I wanted to go in. So it's a perfect example of, um, you know, they, they will listen to you and they will try and get you on a project that you want to be on. Yeah, that's really, really good. It's good that, you you know, you, you listen to, you know, people are, you know, taking on uh, your thoughts and your opinions. Hannah, kind of, again, I'm trying not to delve into too much detail, but kind of getting this experience, um, you know, the nuclear sector is, you know, a lot of change at the moment and um, a lot of things going on within that industry. Has that sparked an interest for you? Could you see yourself staying within the nuclear sector? Um, what, what are you thinking now you're working uh, with those clients? Um, yeah, so I, I hadn't really considered nuclear much before I actually started here, um, or before I got the job here. And um, I think that the more you learn about it, and like you say, it's such an exciting time for nuclear, and it's, it's really important. You'll never be out of a job, um, but it's it's definitely something that is really interesting, and I'm I'm really enjoying learning about the different parts of it. Yeah. Do you know, sometimes, you know, when you speak to, you know, Carla, you know, our clients here at Grad Cracker and, you know, yeah. just advertise with us and in those industries, sometimes there are those misconceptions out there, mm -hmm. you know, before you speak to them, before you hear what's going on, you think, oh, wow, yeah, really, really interesting there. Um, so, Hannah, in terms of your next project, what would that then look like for you? How long are you um, on this project for? And again, how do you decide when you're next going to transition? Um, so you kind of have to juggle sometimes. So I'm on this one right now, but I'm going on to another one uh, quite soon. So it will be a case of kind of juggling the two of them. Um, that will actually be environmental based. So um, more kind of uh, figuring out the effect on the environment and and how much how relevant that is, and also how to prevent it uh, when you when you're dealing with nuclear waste. So it's completely different uh, those two projects are completely different but that's really nice because it's never boring yeah and again it gives you a better you know, broader understanding doesn't it mm. ultimately yeah. that's, that's the game plan for you as an individual but also a benefit for Atkins to have an employee like yourself so yeah really really exciting so thank you so much Hannah and then Enzo coming back to you uh you've kind of touched on a bit about your projects that you worked on so far but what's been your favorite one so far, my, my favourite project has been one that I've worked here and there um, kind of throughout the time I've been here, which was uh, regarding the Line and Banks landslide. Um, if you're from Wiltshire, you might have heard this. You might have heard of it even, uh, even if you're not. But there was a quite big landslide in uh, near the town of Lynham in Wiltshire, which completely destroyed the road. And the uh, reason that's been one of my favourite projects is because we uh, got to go on site we got to see kind of the affected areas in person, which was quite impressive. If you've not mm. heard of it, look up pictures. It's it's worth looking at. Um, but that was really interesting. And I got to learn about um, a lot of what happens on site. I got to learn about a new discipline, which is dual morphology, but I'd never even heard of before, uh, which I, I, I got to get some training in while we were there. And uh, I've been able to help with that project kind of as time has gone um, helping putting uh, understanding the site better and then putting together kind of remediation uh, solutions if you will to what's what's happened and how can we how can we fix everything as a as a stem student you know one of your kind of all of your key skills is being a problem solver so it, that must be so it's such a shame that it happened but it was, must be so exciting to you know, be in that situation and think, right, how can we now fix this and how can we make sure it doesn't happen again? Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, tell us a bit about, you know, how is that? Have you, have you fixed the, the problem? Would the problem ever happen again? Have you come to the rescue and make sure that it's, yeah, all good now? 
as much as I'd love to be a, a knight in shining armor, it's 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 <laughs> a little bit more complicated, annoyingly. So the the problem is unfortunately still there that the road is still washed away. Oh, um, we're currently working on understanding why the problem happened and mm. how we can stop it from happening again. Uh, because short-term solutions can be good, but obviously if it happens again. It could even be worse in the future, so that would be even worse, mm -hmm. and costs the council, for example, even more money. But yeah. we've um, so we're working on right now understanding what solutions we can do in uh, working for different budget options because working for a local authority budgets are very important uh, factor. So it's not just how do we fix this; is how do we fix it without overspending and over designing for no reason. Yeah, that's a really good point. And ultimately, you know, as a business, that that's the goal, isn't it? You want to fix it, you know, but within those restraints and within those margins. So in terms of, you know, I suppose using the idea, you know, for, for a student that's maybe never considered Atkins and, you know, that kind of idea of working for a consultancy where you are, you are supposed to come in and have the answers. Is that always been an appeal for you, Enzo, or... Um, again, did you always know you wanted to work for a kind of consultancy firm before? Uh, maybe, I, maybe I never specifically thought to myself consultancy is where I want to be, but um, problem solving was always a very interesting part when I was at uni. And um, I think knowing a, a global consultancy is going to be able to give me the most amount of experience in the most diverse range of projects, I think is definitely a big appeal because you want to see as much as possible and you do get to when you start out it's you're spending a few days at a time sometimes a bit longer on so many different projects you get to see a lot of different aspects and that leads you in future to knowing what you like what you're going to be working on in the future and then kind of leads you down your your uh, branching path um for what you want to spend your time on in the future yeah, definitely. Which kind of leads me, I see, on to the next question. So we spoke a bit about it already, which sounds as though you get a lot of support, but training and development um, from kind of the softer skills to, you know, the real technical knowledge that you're all learning. Uh, tell us a bit about the experiences that you've had so far. So Frey, I'm going to come back to you on that one, if that's okay. Yeah. So the softer skills, um, you can have like, training on platform called like LearnZone um, and it can train you on all sorts of things to do with the company but you can also have uh, training that can help your day-to-day -day job like core consultancy skills training um, which I've got coming up at some point this year you can also have adaptability mindset training um, which I had last Monday <laughs> which is actually really good one, yeah. it's very interactive yeah Enzo yeah. was in the call with me and uh, yeah it was, it was very interactive uh, very good and um, also something that you can apply to your everyday everyday job so when you encounter a problem um, or something it's it, something that might be you know troublesome you can just kind of open your mind take a pause analyze everything um and then then come up with a solution um so that's kind of the softer skills training that you can use uh and then the technical training um is a mixture for me anyway for um on the job and also personal development research and looking at um chartership videos creating a log um and building up my skills um gap analysis as well so if i'm missing a certain skill in a certain area of my job i'll ask for certain tasks that can develop that skill um which can help towards my chartership as well great i'm glad you've mentioned that because enzo while she yeah. was talking i was thinking about chartership and i thought no i won't jump and ask that yet because it comes <laughs> after my next question so are you all um thinking about getting chartered are you all on that kind of journey is that all you want to do yeah. hannah you are nodding yeah you are nodding yeah Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really it's good. Yeah. Sorry, that's everyone. I think I'm hearing a knock at my door. I'm just going to go see to that. I'll be right back. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Hannah, I'll come to you next if that's okay. Um. Again, yeah. training and development. Um. Have you had similar experiences to Freya? Yeah. So, um, in the soft skills, definitely. I, I remember doing the uh, adaptability mindset one. Um, a couple of months ago now. Um. There's there's a lot like that. I can't remember the names of them to name them now, but you get a lot of that when you join um, and they're really good. You can apply them to a lot of different things. 
Um, I have also done like personal research. There was a, like time for me to do that at the beginning. Um, I've done a lot of technical courses as well. Um, so I've done some online courses uh, in nuclear science. Um, I did a three-day conference course um, with lectures and um, site visits, site tours and things like that. Um, and then I've got a five-day course coming up this year, um, which is technical again on decommissioning. So it's really, um, I've, I've had a lot of training, I've had a lot of opportunities, um, and it's really, really helpful. Hello, how do you manage your time? Um, it's, uh, it's a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think for me personally, I, I love to be busy. I can't there being bored so it's it's really good and, and you can kind of pack as much in as you want or as you don't want to so it's it's really good and a question there you know again for the audience listening you know how do you do you have support for that you know do you have a mentor do you have anyone that can you know help um to make sure you're not getting overwhelmed with all the things that you should be doing yeah, so um, my line manager really. Um, we have uh, bi-weekly catch-ups um, about everything and uh, checking that I'm not overbooked on time, that I've not got too much work, and that I'm handling everything really well. Um, there's there's a lot of support in place, and if you ever had an issue, you really could just talk to anybody about it, and I'm, I'm certain they would help you. So it's it's very supportive. Yeah, because it's definitely that fine line, isn't it? You know, especially at this early stage, you want to learn everything, but you've got to be careful that you don't kind of overload yourself and then, you know, not take yeah. it all in. So it's good to hear that you've got that support. So, yeah, really good there. Thanks, Hannah. Enzo, you're back just in time. So, yeah, training and development. Um, what experiences have you had so far? Uh, um, I've, I've been quite surprised at how much there has been, to be fair. So... For example, roughly every week we've got some sort of talk, whether it's in person or whether we it's broadcast through the company kind of teams uh, regarding a lot of different relevant um, things to ground engineering, which is my team. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been able to tune into those most weeks. Um, I've been invited to some talks uh, in London, for example, which have been really fun to go to. Um, where we get to learn about things that I don't really understand, but I'm trying my best to. Um, That's me on yeah, the we, <laughs> yeah, we had, um, our team had a, uh, and that our team across the whole of the UK had a field trip to Wales in November, I wanna say, where we got to visit a lot of different things and a lot of different active sites um, and just learn about what we're doing, how it's going, how it's working and the things that we need to know as as engineers. And so would you say there is quite um, a good kind of graduate community within amongst you all? I, I would know. say so, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is one thing that I thought was quite good coming in is that there's quite a high intake of graduates, which means it's more than likely that you're going to have a good amount of people that are roughly your age on your team, which yeah. is quite important in terms of socializing in general as well in and out of the office so i would say the the graduates community in atkins the ones that i've interacted with anyway have been quite quite good yeah that's nice again that you've got that you're all kind of in it together and again a good way to network because you know you really guys good, are yeah. the future of atkins in the sense so it's good to create those relationships now because you never know where your paths are going to cross in the future um so talking about kind of coming away from the day job slightly and um you know again over the years, you know, Carla, working with Atkins, you know, we, we see on your hub, you, you do lots of exciting things outside of your kind of your, your day job. Um, and it is a big part of, you know, Atkins kind of giving back and extra things you, you all get the opportunity to get involved in. Um, so, yeah, Frey, I'm going to come back to you on that one. And you, what else have you been involved in kind of outside of your day job with Atkins so far? Mm -hmm. So they hold socials. Um, it can be, it can vary. It can be like, once every month or once every other couple of months and um, the ones that I've gone to have been in London but they they can be thrown in other locations um, and it can vary the activities can vary from Oktoberfest to um, cricket was one of them uh, pottery painting is the next one <laughs> uh, which is one that I've got my eyes on <laughs> um, and it's really good for meeting new people um, 
uh, and you can you can end up working with those people on projects as well mm -hmm. I've had that before at a um, it was a networking event in Bristol um, within ADS&T and right. uh, we got to chatting to loads of people by the end of that day I knew most of the people in the room and I think that was yeah. the case for everybody else um, there's quite a lot of interaction activities and um, and funny games that you can play as well yeah. um, and I've ended up working with um, one of the people who I met on that day in um, my project quite closely as well Ah, brilliant. Yeah, really good example of that then. So it makes sense why Atkins offer these, especially as a company the size it is, you know, mm -hmm. to get you, you know, working across and like I said, networking across those groups is really, really good. Hannah, have you had a similar experience, would you say? Yeah, so I've done um, some of the networking events. Um, I went to the New Starter one in Birmingham. Um, so that was really, really good to meet people. Um, I think as well, there's on a smaller scale, there's socials and things as well with the office. Um, I know that they're, they're really good here. So there was uh, different Christmas stews in December, uh, depending on the team, the office. So there's opportunity to do quite a few of those. Um, you can do, um, I know we did a barbecue when I first joined when the weather was actually nice. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of things that you do and it's really nice to kind of build that community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, community, networking, um, you know, it's all really, really good stuff. So perfect. Thanks, Hannah. And Enzo, last but not least, yeah, what else have you been involved in? So, um, as I mentioned earlier, we had the ground engineering field trip, which was in November, where we went to uh, Wales for about four or five days, um, which was basically all for um, Fairly, most of it was fairly new stuff, so quite a lot of new hires, which was great to get to meet people from different teams, um, get chatting to people. Uh, we had, as I, as I mentioned earlier, there we had, um, you know, academic. I want to say events where we would learn about some of the um, some of the, the the works that were being carried out in the sites that we visited. We did some some geology activities and stuff like that. But we also did some slightly more fun stuff. Um, the team building stuff we did there sounds, when I say team building activities, sounds like a bit of a chore, but it was actually really fun. Um, we went for a good night out together in Swansea. And if you've been for nights out in Swansea, you'll know what I'm on about. Uh, <laughs> so that was quite fun. Um, there are quite a few socials, as Freya and Hannah have both said. Um, those happen fairly regularly. Um, and the ones I've been to were mostly just go out for a drink with everyone which was nice um i've tagged along to a few that weren't my team to be fair and that was all good um that's yeah, that's good. yeah um and uh yeah i think that's 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 quite there's quite a lot of stuff to do there's there's groups as well for different hobbies um we've got a, a big social platform which i think is called viva something like that um where you get groups and you can talk to other people about things there's a photography group that i get uh, notifications from every now and then but you, you get to talk to a lot of people about different things that aren't necessarily work as well yeah and again it's nice that Atkins encourage that mm -hmm. you know hobbies and interests and passions and you know motivations again it, it all just means then you're pulling in the same direction which is really really good so guys absolutely fantastic um yeah I'm, I'm sure everyone on the call today will definitely be inspired and enthused to put an application into Atkins so Carla the, I'm going to hand back to you and find Thank out you. more about the application process I'm, I'm intrigued Enzo about what night out in Swansea looks like so this <laughs> We can reconvene, you can tell me all about it because I've never done that. So, yeah. yeah, I like that. Thank you. I'll bring you back. Um, Masood, so we've heard about all the experiences from the graduates so far. Um, and I've mentioned at the beginning of the webinar about all of the opportunities that are currently open on your hub on Gradcracker. So, again, thoroughly read the job descriptions and um, all the details are on there. The students click through and apply what's in store for the next, what is the application process? Um, yes, yes. So the good news is that we've shortened our application process for graduates and um, placements this year, um, last year as well, actually. The three of the grads on this call will probably know the selection process quite well, so hopefully you won't have too many flashbacks um, to your interview. <laughs> um, but yes, um, the first step, obviously, in, in terms of preparing is, is having a look on the Grad, grad, grad Cracker Hub um, to try to decide where you met, might best fit, really. Um, different parts of our business are looking for different degree backgrounds. So have a think about what 
suits you. I mean, there's a ton of resources on the, on the Grad Cracker Hub that you can read through. And that's probably the hardest part of the process, really, trying to decide which role to apply for, because we only allow one application per, per person per intake. Yeah. Um, so the first step really is to read about all the different roles, have a look at the blogs, the videos, um, read through the, the information on the adverts, and, and have a think about where you might best fit. And then you need to submit an application on the on, on the on the on the site. So you'll link through from the Gradcracker Hub, and you'll submit your application, which is your your personal details and you know why you've applied for a certain position, um, your degree background and your modules and so on. Once you've submitted that application, you'll then be invited to complete an online assessment, um, which will tell us more about your behaviours. Um, your numerical um, ability, your verbal reasoning and how you think. And if you pass those assessments, um, you need to meet a minimum benchmark. Um, the recruitment team will then consider your application as a whole um, and then shortlist for an interview. So if you've been successful in reaching the interview stage, that's the final stage of the process. Um, so you'll, you'll complete a virtual interview um, with one of our teams, depending on which team you've applied for. Um, and then we'll be in touch with the decision not long after your interview to let you know if you've been successful um, and organise your offer and onboarding. So that in, in a nutshell, that's how the, um, the process works from end to end. Perfect. And, and from your point of view, Masood, I know you, you speak to a lot of students, you see a lot of applications. Any specific hints and tips? You know, you mentioned two things there. So why have students um, chosen that particular team to work in and also the, the interview? From from your point of view, how can students be successful? You know, what what kind of skills are you really looking out for when you are speaking to students during the application stage? Yeah, so I suppose that the first thing is get your application in. Uh, people stall yeah. and delay and, and think point. about it and wait to hear from other jobs or wait to see what result they get in their degree. Don't need to have your results. Um, we just need to know what you're predicted in your degree, whether it's a 2-2, two, 2-1 two, two, or, or a first. Um, and different roles will accept different degree levels. So have a, have a good look at the advert. But I suppose it's a bit cliche, but it's it's all about research, really, in terms of hints and tips um, and, and, and what you can do to stand out. So on the, the hub, um, you can watch the videos, read about the different projects we're involved in, read the job descriptions. There's a huge amount of information available to you to find out more about Atkins. And because we're so huge, it can feel quite overwhelming. But there's a lot for you to read through and decide what suits you best. Yeah. And the other thing I'd suggest with your research is try to focus your time around the team you've applied for. Yeah. Atkins is, is so big that people can often take their research in, in the wrong direction and, and spend yeah. time researching Atkins in general. And the interviewers will very much want to hear why you've chosen to apply for that specific team. So what interests you about it, how your academic background applies, how your previous experiences will help you in post if you're successful. So it's very much about finding out more about the team you're applying for rather than Atkins as a whole. If you start talking about sort of Atkins, you're going to sort of be overwhelmed um, just because there's so many different divisions within the business and different sub teams. And, and you've heard from the grads today, the amount of different projects that, that we work on. So focus your research very much around the team that you've applied for. So have a good look at all the information available. So obviously a huge amount of information on the hub. Um, one final tip is when you click apply on Grad Cracker, you'll then reach the Atkins advert. Have a look for the Meet Our Grads link, which will allow you to sign up on a platform we use called, called Connector. And that allows you to message current grads at Atkins with questions about their experiences of working at Atkins and even the selection process, because they will have been through a, a similar selection process to you. Okay. So there's lots of information on there as well that you can, you can ask questions about and it'll help you prepare. Perfect. Thanks, Masood. And mention that you've watched this webinar. That's another resource um, that Masood will look out for as well when you do get your applications in. And, you know, similarly, your tool on, on the Atkins website, we've got three grads here um, who are going to now speak about the hints and tips about their experiences. I know you've all recently been through um, the application process in the last year or so. So, Freya, I'm going to come to you first. So, hints and tips from a student going through the application process, what, what would you suggest? Yeah, so when I applied on Grad Cracker, I actually watched the whole webinar all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> and I made notes about what they said. Um, they brought up uh, values and um, yes. making sure that the job aligns with your, your values and the Atkins values align with your values. Um, and then do a bit of research 
in, into your specific area. That's what I did um, to find out what kind of work your area within the business does. Um, and then I'd say tips wise, make sure that you apply in time. Don't yeah. leave it until last minute the day before um, or, or anything like that. Um, set up a reminder and, and, and make sure that you apply with plenty of time. Um, carry out some some research perhaps that there's a, a particular project that's really interesting to you that, that aligns with what you're interested in maybe you've worked on something similar in uni um, that's that's one thing that I would really advise for the interview is look back to your uni experience if you haven't had particular office experience perhaps you've been a project manager for a project in, at your uni or, or you've done lots of presenting skills, um, things like that. Think about that and how you could take that uni experience, adapt it and make it relevant and transferable to your, your, your hopefully future role. I think it's about Jessica's nodding so much her head's going to fall off. And I think, you know, this is something that we say on every single webinar. It isn't just about actual um, like technical experience. It could be being part of a society. You know, it could yeah. be working in a shop or anything like that, that it shows those transferable skills as well. Um, I'm glad that you watched the last webinar. It's, I mean, <laughs> Jess would be a little bit nostalgic earlier on. It was the first webinar we ever held back in 2020, all those years oh, ago. Oh, so nervous. Can I know. And um, thanks for your really valuable advice. And um, Hannah, what advice, hints and tips would you would you give? Um, yeah, so I mean, everything Freya said is is really true. Um, I think just think about like why you want the role. Really think about yeah. it and and what it what it would mean to you and what you what your goals are and how it would help you get there. I think that's really important. Um, make sure you learn yeah about the company, do your research, um, and and being able to bring up different projects they're on is is really good as well um but i think you know everybody told me this before and i never believed them but try and enjoy your interview um yeah. i actually ended up enjoying it i didn't believe i would but you know try and be relaxed they're looking for you know your skills your qualifications but they're also looking for who you are as a person and your personality so try and relax try and enjoy it and yeah it should be fine take deep breaths <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Hannah. Enza, what would you finish off with? Uh, I've got some tips for people that may be looking to apply for the specifically the role I've got, which would yeah, be geotechnical engineering. Yeah. Uh, first of all, if any of you are studying civil engineering, definitely consider geotech. It's very fun. Um, but if you're looking at applying for geotechnical, uh, I would say learn uh, QGIS, the program. Very useful. We use it a lot. It would definitely put you ahead, I would say. Um, it's a free program. You can download it on your own. Definitely recommend that. Yeah. If uh, you're looking at any disciplines that require some site work here and there, try and get your CSCS card as a student yeah. um, because that will get you on site right when you come in, uh, which is good for more work. And again, that's another asset you can add. Um, I was offered to take my CSCS test when I was a student every every other month every other year and i thought no, it's fine it doesn't matter yes. and uh, i've got it now but it's it's always useful to have and um just it maybe a bit more of a general tip i suppose um don't give up uh uni is a hard time uni can be very difficult uh, more for some people than others i had to retake my final year uh so i did that twice so <laughs> so i know what that's like um but just don't give up uh, I'm here now uh, with a great company, great job, great time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would say that that's probably my my number one tip, really. Yeah, brilliant. Show some resilience and then you'll always get there. Your dreams will always come true in the end. Thank you very much, Enza. And favourite two rounds um, of the webinars. We're going to talk about your favourite thing. Enza, I think you're just going to say everything. Favourite thing about working at Atkins and Freya, going to come to you first. What's your favourite thing? Favourite thing would have to be the variety of projects that you can work on, particularly uh, within uh, my area, Human Factors. One moment you can be working on an anthropometric project, the next minute you can be working on a psychology project. Uh, so the variety and the variety in the day-to-day -day task is, is really refreshing. Um, so you don't get stuck doing the same thing every day. Um, it's, quite, it's quite nice. That's, yeah. my, that's definitely one of my favourite aspects. 
perfect. All the projects are open to you to, to get involved in. And Hannah, favourite thing so far? Uh, yeah, mine's quite similar, but varied projects and also varied people. Um, you can bump into someone in the hall and start talking about something and, you know, learn about different projects, learn about different backgrounds. And I think that's really good for just growing your knowledge and, and networking and things like that. Perfect. Thanks, Hannah. Enzo? Um, I would say my favourite things are a little bit of what's been said already. So varied projects are very interesting. Um, I would say it's also the freedom that we get given of how we complete things, when we complete things and how we do things. It feels like my line manager and my team really trust me to get what I need to do done. Um, so that shows itself in flexibility of work hours, work location, just trust you to to you'd be competent i suppose yeah <laughs> and uh, also the people that i work with um uh, great team everyone's great everyone's been really nice um always able to ask for advice for anything um and i think that really does go a long way when it comes to working in any job really but especially yeah. with a high stakes job yeah it's such an open culture i think that's something that me and Jessica found over the years with working with Atkins so closely you know everybody's so friendly so approachable and and when we've been to all of your your different locations as well that you know you're always welcome with us and them so definitely can second that in sir and Masood what's your favorite yeah. thing there's loads of stuff but I quite like hearing how the grads are getting on yeah. I was quite amazed to hear you've only been here four or five months and how much you've all done already both yeah. socially and on projects and you you all seem to be quite stuck into various things so it's, it's really good to hear about that yeah i really like the people here as well um the, te the team are great and going back to what i think um hannah said about the interviews our interviews are really nice people so try and relax yeah. and, and, and be yourselves because we're, we're not grilling you we're just trying to mm. help you perform at your best really so the people are great and the team i work in is, is really good as well flexibility that somebody else mentioned as well is, is great in terms of hybrid working and, and flexible hours and those sorts of things but also just just some of the values at atkins as well we are sort of quite aligned in terms of sustainability um, and sort of aligns with a lot of our views in the business in terms of the employees we're playing a big part in sort of working towards net zero in, in the UK. So um, Atkins sort of plays a huge role in that. So there's lots of things that are great and quite enjoy challenging people to go and pool as well in the Birmingham office. Oh. Um, so that's, um, some of the offices are quite good. Well, you yeah. heard it here first, you need to challenge for Zoo to say again, policy <laughs> if you join. And um, yeah, but it makes you so proud, doesn't it? You know, seeing the graduates and, you know, interns and degree apprentices going through the process and now at the other end of it when they've worked on all of these fantastic projects. And um, but you sit there and you warms your heart a little bit. And uh, I'm going to stay with you, Masood, if that's okay. Um, your cool and interesting fact about Atkins. Yes, yeah. So I guess um, some of the projects we work on, um, which you, you might be familiar with. Um, so some of you may have heard of NEOM, which is the project to build a nine million population city in the Saudi Arabian desert. And it's a, a long line, which sort of blows my mind. There's lots of videos and it's in the news quite a lot. So Atkins have been appointed to, to work on that. Um, Birmingham New Street as well, the redevelopment of that um, Grand Central was was designed by Atkins as well. So lots of huge projects like that that you probably, some of you may use Birmingham New Street um, who, are, who are listening to this. So lots of things that you probably have in your everyday life that Atkins has been involved with. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, Ms. Freya, cool fact. Yeah, so there is the ECF forum, so Early Careers Forum, uh, where you can engage in like a variety of different streams um, and they throw events as well, which is the events that I've been to, the social events. Um, but it's also, an, there's opportunities for you to take an additional role or gain additional experience. You can be, um, for example, you can be the well-being lead or have the opportunity to be the well-being lead or um, well-being champion and gain new skills as well. Um, so that's that's a cool fact for Atkins. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention trampolining. Oh yeah, trampolining, trampolining. I'm so, ex <laughs> so excited about trampolining. I love trampolining. Thanks, Freya. Hannah? Um, yeah, so uh, there's there's offices all over the country. Uh, you wouldn't yeah. believe how many offices there are. Um, and mine happens to be right next to the Lake District. Um, I've got an amazing view out the window. Um, I'm, I'm right next to it. So for me, that's very cool. What are you seeing? Are you seeing fells? So just like hills, 
just hills and hills as far as the eye can see. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much. And Enza, what's your fact? Is how many kind of industries that Atkins covers. Uh, I I always only thought that it was kind of construction based, but there is, obviously there's the nuclear sector, there's the ADS&T, there's so many different sectors that we cover that I, I was quite blown away to be fair I thought it was just construction but there's there's so so much there yeah huge huge company thank you very much everybody for joining us today it's been a brilliant insight into the world of Atkins and make sure like me and Miss Sue said at the beginning of the webinar that you get your applications in don't miss out on your perfect opportunity and this webinar will be live on the Atkins hub this afternoon and as always we'll break it down into bite-sized chunks which should be live on the Atkins hub and in the career centre as from tomorrow morning or mid-afternoon and me and Jess will be joined in a couple of weeks time so the next webinar will be on the 22nd of February and where we're joined by DMV who are experts in risk management and assurance so please join us there then and but for now thank you Atkins it's been amazing and we'll see you all again soon Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye.